Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The conference is now in silent mode.
Please enter the call ID followed by the pound key. You may access the call up to 15 minutes before its scheduled start time. Enter your PIN followed by the pound key. You are now joining the call. Talk Recorded live. You are unmuted. You know, I got, you know, I got, uh, I mean, and he's probably feeling like pod simulcasting about how I'm evil Nazi or something like that. Folks, uh, I was about, I was about to wrap up here, but oh, I'll probably listen to about a half hour of this shit here in a minute. Okay. Answer Damon. There ain't no Damon here. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Why don't I answer you? Check the call board. Okay, White and Narco Radio, let me go ahead, and we will take about, oh, a 30-second break. I'll go ahead and answer White and Narco Radio. Well, he sounds, I think, like Beavis' butthead, more like butthead. 
Okay. Play a song there, Mark. <laughs> Play a song, Marty. Okay. Hail Victory Tarts. Yes, yes, yes. Play us a song, Marty. Come on, Marty. Hurry up, Marty. Go to Nicky Mansion to see what I can find. I find a bunch of goodies for 2005. A two-old item from the girl days. It's not working them hand as well as all day. Wanna be a sword manager in the SF? Wanna be a board manager in the SF? Wanna be a sword manager in the SF? Sword manager, board manager in the SF! Jay Piper Ray, Dickie Rose, Red Pride, sucking off niggers in the dusty countryside, every red nigger bastard, the one to pay, we will suck them off! Day after day, wanna be a sword member in the SF? Wanna be a sword wagon in the SF? Wanna be a sword member in the SF? Sword member, board member in the SF! <laughs> Today I grin when I see his bull with my sinker's idle chest. I know it's your drip. Green in my. Call me by a rule, I can live a month live. I'll be a sword manager in the SF. I'll be a sword packet in the SF. I'll be a sword manager in the SF. Sword manager, board manager in the SF. Wanna be a sword manager in the SF. Wanna be a sword packet in the SF. Wanna be a sword manager in the SF. Sword manager, board manager in the SF. What in the holy hell was that? What in the sand hell in the name of God was that? White Anarcho Radio. You have anything to say? Greetings, Pastor. Well, that's good. I'm doing well enough here. I'm going to have to get up and file some objections here to this big-titted, pea-brained skank called Adrienne Foster and especially this other what judge called Vincent Culotta, because old sword nigger was claiming, my real sword nigger was claiming, sword manzer was claiming that I'm stalking him from 900 miles away, and that therefore a special law, which is dealing with bad husbands here who are going, you know, boyfriends who are going against their poor little wives here, needs to be applied here. Why, I don't think I'll, you know, now in Missouri, they don't really have the jurisdiction uh, to, well, essentially, you know, but then again, I might be dragged up to Lake County, Ohio, I hope I know here, for contempt of court, because old nigger lips, uh, thanks to the Nimbuster Tards, maybe thanks to nigger lips himself here, uh, right around the first of this year, nigger lips claim that I incited Nimbuster Tards. You know, to file, you know, pretend to be me, and I'm going to cast away old nigger lips. Well, I didn't, I didn't write that. I've not posted on the Nimbuster since March or April 2012. And I hadn't looked at the Nimbuster forum, although I, you know, I mean, once you see a Nimbuster tar, it's the same thing. So anyway, 
Yeah, I have some shit I got to do tomorrow. You know, make sure it gets out Friday so it gets up to freaking Cleveland here. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, Sodom, Gomorrah, Painesville here, which around Cleveland here, the mistake by the lake. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, heck, the nuclear power plant will go Nova here and send a radioactive cloud here and drive all the niggers and mamsers and faggots and wiggers and the rest here. Sort of like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if they shut out old the Donald, <clears throat> even though this Jew boy, this Jew rabbi admitted that the Donald was a racist, the Do- Donald wasn't a Jew hater, but the Donald needs to be disciplined because he don't, because <laughs> he's not going to lick enough to ass. So they're like, yeah, I'm doing okay here. I mean, it's just another day. Now, this coming week or something, I'm going to have to sue the state of Missouri for not allowing me as a white supremacist to run uh, for federal or state office. And I'm going to have to sue the state of Missouri for essentially passing a rule law to where Roxy can't run for sheriff. In any case, that is the way that is the way things are in the Zogland. They pretend that they have what justice and freedom and you have rights and constitutional rights no less and they don't. So, how are you doing? Well, did you put in a vote for Trump in your state? Yeah, uh what happens is that what happens is that I went out there and there was a lot of voting. I'm ashamed that Newt County slightly voted for that, uh, you know, uh, Cuban, Kanekistani, Big Ricky, Big Ricky uh, Cruz here. But Trump ended up winning by less than 2,000 votes. But the 7th District and Newton County, Newton County establishment, there are a bunch of evangelistic, you know, tars. Well, essentially, you know, his daddy is a piece of shit, you know, bail priest who goes ahead. So they, they listen, you know, they, you know, slightly more targeted word for Ted Cruz here in, uh, in New County. Uh, the inbred hillbillies, the hillbillies in McDonald County actually had more sense. They, they, you know, McDonald County actually went for Trump here. The New County and Jasper County went slightly for, you know, Big Ricky Cruz. So I, I went ahead and went over there. And at 4:15, there was already 800 votes, which is quite a bit for a primary election here. I mean, usually during a general election, you'll have eight, nine hundred votes here on a special, but you had over 800 for a primary vote. And uh, my little four-legged puppy dog, uh, four-legged poopy dog, aka Bells and Pups. Uh, he was out for four hours, you know, on his chain, and he was yap, 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 yap. All the cars, the, the the traffic was ten times as much because the polling place got changed from downtown Granby at the annex to the Church of God, uh, oh, about seventy-five yards uh, due east of me. And I wanted, I wanted uh, to. Uh, I want Roxy, you know, get Roxy dressed up, get her in the wheelchair, wheel her over there to uh, wheel her over there. And her nephew Skeeter wrote for Trump, and he offered to help me uh, bring her over there, but she sort of wussed out here. She said she didn't like Trump. I said, what does that have to do with it? I don't want Trump. I think he's somewhat bombastic. But, hey, I mean, he's a wrecking ball. But, yeah, I voted for Trump. Uh, they offered me a Libertoon ballot because I'm the chairman of Newton County Libertoon 
party asses are just a bunch of dweebs and ass clowns and dorks. And essentially, this piece of shit named Gary Johnson is probably going to get to run to be president uh, again like he did in 2012. He's a piece of shit then. He's still a piece of shit. Who, you know, essentially, uh, you know, he used to be governor of New Mexico. And he ran as a Republican, and then he got his ass whooped, so he decided to run as a Liberty in 2012, and now he's going to run again from my gather. And, oh, yeah, what, maybe, you know, maybe half a percent of the vote in the general election? Okay? Hmm. So, Bernie uh, <laughs> Sanders, I'm looking at these, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, the cards here that I have bought here. Uh, so how are you doing here? How are you doing on White Anarcho Radio? That's on Talk Show, right? Uh, that's yeah. That needs to be changed. They gotta clear the pin number so I can uh, have my real name show up there. I'm working on Why? that. Why? What's wrong with White Anarcho Radio? Well, it's it's a defunct. Uh, podcast that's no longer in existence anymore. Why is it no longer existence here? Don't you have no? Don't you have some white narco radio podcast? Uh, no, that was actually deleted. So. Why was it deleted? Uh. I don't know, the co-host, he deleted it a while okay. ago. You know, what you want to do, what you want to do, if you actually want to do something, be like old, be like old Rich Hubros here, poor old Red Nigger Rich here. Yeah, I go and look here, and I was looking on things here, and essentially they shut down ANFMC early tonight, and by the time I got there, ANFMC had already gone and anus around here, and they were shut down. So I go ahead and look, and old Rich is running his Washington State Clubhouse, and what he had, he had what, two or three shows. She had two or three shows yesterday. He had one going on. I was halfway thinking, you know, going in there, then I had to take care of Roxy, so I didn't. And what happens, I was thinking, is that uh, old Red Nigger Rich is sort of like the Chuck, you know, the, we used to call him, I call, used to call him Fucked Up Chuck. You know, Chuck Langenberg, who was a paranoid Jew boy who used to run a, uh, in, in Hongkouber, you know, in Hongkouber, Kanekistan. It's called Vancouver, but everybody calls it Hongkouber. And old fucked up Chuck was paranoid as hell. He thought he was a targeted individual. I said, no, you ain't a targeted individual. You're a tarred individual. You know, but anyway, he would... He would sit and talk and mumble to himself here. And essentially what this was, talk show was free, was free self-help, was free self-help psychiatric work here. You know what I mean? So old Chuck, uh, almost all the time he would not record his mumblings to himself, but all the Nimbuster Tars would run over there to mess with fucked up Chuck. And hey... What is wrong? You know, what is wrong with? I mean, it's cheaper. It's less addictive. You know, not not by much here than say Valium or Ativan, or certainly less than Haldol. I mean, what is wrong with? 
what is wrong with having your own show to where you mumble to yourself? You know what I mean? Now, as long as you have a computer or something like that, you can be sort of like Appy, who lives in a dumpster, uh, you know, usually a McDonald's dumpster somewhere in a suburb of San Antonio. You know, what is, you know, I mean, you know, none of this is really harmful. I don't know if it does any good. So like masturbation, it doesn't really accomplish much, but it doesn't hurt all that much either. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So sort of like, sort of like, well, maybe a maybe a greasy cheeseburger here at the back, or some there's actually some lettuce leaves that are sort of wilted here back in the McDonald's dumpster here. Why, <laughs> if you live the same sanded tone, it's sort of warm. You know, it's sort of warm most of the time. You can, you know, find a bunch of newspapers to bundle up in like an armadillo. I mean, heck, you know, Appy was sort of like a dirty, lep- I call him a leprous armadillo of a mamzer. He is a mamzer. You know, he was well, delusional. You know, he was a retard. But, hey, you know, I mean, he really wasn't that particularly dangerous. So what is, so what is I mean, if you're delusional, you know, sort of retarded, sort of, well, messed up. What is wrong with self-help? Really? Right? Exactly. You know, me, me it talks you. Nothing wrong with that here. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and mute. Shall I go ahead and mute Todd Morris here? Now, Todd yeah. Morris is a Jew boy, from I gather, and he likes having, you know, his fun. So I'm going to go ahead and mute Todd Morris here, okay? What's up, Tyler? Hello. You are unmuted. Hello. Pastor, how are you? Pastor Martin Lindsay. This is late night President Todd Morris. How are you, Pastor? I'm well enough, although I'm going to have to get up and I'm I'm just going to write two or three, you know, especially two or three document i'm going to have to get it out tomorrow yes you know to cleveland you know old nigger lips brian real what he's did oh god <laughs> nigger lips brian real what he decided oh, no. to do is he he's, he's decided to accuse me you know and he got a protection order for me 900 miles away uh yes. to where i'm not supposed to stalk old nigger lips now nigger lips have been stalking me and what happens is that you know, I, I called in February 25th, and they, you know, this bitch. You know, I went ahead and looked up her name, you know, Arianne S. Foster. And Ariana, Adriana, she has big tits. Oh. She, I mean, that's, that's what's look. She has big tits. She's yeah. sort of like, you know, she probably is, you know, when you go ahead and look at it, you go ahead and you see more cork-eyed mamzeresses. She looks like she's a cork-eyed mamzeress with big tits. She's not, you know, she's not really, she's not really super mamzeress here, but, you know, here she is. She, she's, she's been a lawyer for about, oh, a year and a half, and then she became a magistrate. You know, and essentially what she does is that, you got to realize is that, you know, Wiggerswell, Williams here, and most, most niggers, most niggers, and, you know, most mamzers here, 
they they go ahead and hump their female children or whatever here, and they, oh, they're sort of like Buffalo. They're sort of like Buffalo Bill Wiggersquill here. I call him Buffalo Wiggersquill because he likes to beat his humps here. You know what I mean? Did you ever see Silence of the Lambs here where they call this guy, this pervert here, Buffalo Bill, because he skins his humps? Well, Wiggersquill likes to beat his humps here, be it April Gady or whatever. He likes to beat his humps. And most mamsers here, you got to realize, is that it's not the – well, the beaners here, they do. You know, the male beaners will do a lot of work here. But, you know, niggers, niggers, why – niggers don't like to fight and fuck here. You know what I mean? I remember way back, way back in nineteen ninety one. Huh? Hashtag you know? that one, ladies and gentlemen. Fight and fuck. Yes. Fight and fuck. That's really all diggers are for here. And essentially here was this here was this uh character, he was a wigger, he had he had missionary parents here in Ethiopia before that nigger Holly Slavosi was overthrown was overthrown by these Marxist niggers. You know, in Ethiopia in 1974, called the Dirt. And then they, they shot each other or something like that. Well, anyway, he would show pictures of how niggers live. And you have some niggers who are like Christians or animists or something like that who are slaves of these Arab niggers. And what happens even among slave niggers, why, what happens is usually the man just fight and fuck here, you know, and go hunting. And, you know, the she boons go ahead and they they go ahead and give birth to their nigglets, you know. You know, it's sort of like, you know, I guess it's sort of like possums and raccoons here, whatever here. You know, they go, the female, you know, I mean, essentially all the male coon or the male possum does is does do a little bit of humping. And then, you know, he, he pulls out, don't even wipe off. That's what he goes on here. We'll see niggers. Niggers, you know, they're sort of like monkeys here. Well, they are monkeys here. I mean, you know, they said they said that that was sort of annoying here because Google was embarrassing here because Google, you know, has, like in England, they have all this facial recognition software, and Google was embarrassed because, you know, damn Google software couldn't tell the difference between a nigger and a monkey here, you know, you know an ape here. You know what I mean? And well, they couldn't hear. I mean, shoot, you know. I mean, but but anyway. So so male so male niggers, you know. I mean, male, you know, they like to go ahead and beat their humps here. You can't you can't go ahead and tell them that you know they shouldn't be screwing their eight year old daughters or nieces or whatever, you know. And same way that you know they shouldn't beat their humps here because the she boon. I mean, in many cases, it really is an evolutionary thing because I'm I'm convinced that beaterses and you know, uh, she boons. I think they ovulate here when you're just going ahead and beating the shit out here. When 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 a when a, when a nigger male is huh? No, ovulate. No ovulate, huh? You know when they're getting the shit beat out of them. So essentially, here is this wigorous warrior skank here. Do you believe in nigger lips? Is that even though I'm 900 fucking miles away, and I want to call in and essentially defend myself, and. Uh, Essentially, the original, you know, the original court rules said that nigger lips was supposed to put up a bond. You know, Rule 65, the Ohio Rules of Court, under the original here, if he's going to go ahead and get a protective order, he has to pay a bond here. In a sense, I would demand, what, a dollar a mile? So that's $900 going up there, $900 going back, plus, you know, motel room, and essentially, you know, something for my time here. You know, come on, nigger lips. I mean, what what is this stupid shit about how I'm stalking you? Anyway, he said he went ahead and sent he went ahead and sent on the federal case. He went ahead and sent some shit about 
how he wanted to make Matthew, U.S. Magistrate Judge Matthew J. Whitworth, and I'll go ahead and put the link up in a minute. He wanted to make Matthew J. Whitworth order the clerk of the court to present a copy of my Aryan Nations Church check here because I, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I was, I was just, I didn't have a real church. I was just running a cult. But now all of a sudden, I'm not running a cult. Well, I'm running a real church, and I have a 501c3. No, nigger lips. I don't have a 501 fucking c3. Oh, wow. But old nigger lips, old nigger lips are claiming I do. So anyway, he goes ahead, he says that, and it gets there. It gets there on March 10th. What the hell? I don't know. What the hell is going on? I think I think I think you're trying to record me and you're getting feedback, Todd no. Morris. Are you civil? No. Are you civil casting this shit? No, no. And just in case you are just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we are speaking here to the icon, Pastor Martin Lindstedt, right here on this special edition of Todd Morris Live. It's you gotta hate those niggers Thursday, right here live on the okay. program. Yeah. Back to you, Pastor. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I've come up with this notion here that the reason that beaters, that beaters and niggers beat their, you know, she-boos and mestizuses is that, you know, these these critters here, like, well, I think mestizuses, you know, these here little beaterses here, I think they're born pregnant, sort of like cockroaches here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean. I got a bunch of cockroaches in the house here, and essentially every so often they'll have a freaking egg, you know, they'll have a little freaking egg case here. And what happens is when you squince the cockroach, you go ahead and you squince the egg case here. But I, it's almost like they're freaking born pregnant here, meters is here. But I, I'm convinced here that certainly the she-boos here, I mean, I think that they ovulate when they're being when they're being well-beaten here by nigger males here. So essentially, you know, you got to understand that. So so what happens is that all these all these laws here, which were originally passed, like the Ohio you know, court rules here, what they were is that they were originally designed for white people. But now you have all this stalking and the rest. So here's old nigger lips. He's, he's abusing the hell out of it. He's violating. Supposedly, I'm supposed to be disarmed. Now, I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to be disarmed in Duke County because – you know, I will sue Ken Copeland. I am suing Ken Copeland over anything. You wait a minute. I mean? Wait a minute. Pastor Kenneth Copeland of the Believers no, no, of no, 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 no. Oh, shit. You got to understand here. No, there's a Kenneth Copeland who's a bell priest, ass clown here, and he used to send shit to Roxy. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, and, but no, no. This, this, is, this is the Anglo Mestizo. This is the Anglo Mestizo, uh, you know, Corkide Mamzer uh, Kenneth Copeland. Who's the sheriff of Newton County, and after 12 years, he decided to go do something else, and now he's giving it to, uh, well, you got a bunch of other mongrels. He got old, uh, what the hell, Richard Levins, you know, who likes, to, you know, I went to school with him in college here, and he likes torturing, you know, he likes torturing niggers and wiggers with, with a taser here. Oh, and no. I'm, I'm, oh I'm, I'm telling that about him here. He gets mad here when I talk about July 25th, 2005, when he went ahead and tasered this nigger named Overton for the hell of it here. But anyway, you know, uh, see, you learn all sorts of things, you know, interesting things like 
you know, how to make she booze ovulate here. Just go ahead and put it on a Gorilla Max, you know, mask here or a nigger mask here, and just go ahead and beat the hell out of them, and you'll have them she booze ovulating like crazy here. You know what I mean? You know, now, now, I would say I would say that my racist scientific knowledge is as good as Philippe Rushton or Jared Taylor or anything like that here. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think... You know, it's sort of amazing here. Some of the racial invective here, why you have people talking about Zogbots now and stuff like that here. But anyway, you know, this is new here. This is new here. But essentially, as you have more and more niggers and beaners and all these, other, you know, fan niggers coming in, why, of course, the the white man's law changes because it has to keep up here. You no longer have even the pretense rule of law. You no longer have, you know, like let's say this Adrienne S. Foster here. I mean, it's up to me here. Why, well, guess what? Uh, we, would have, we would have not only ex parte, we would have trials in absentia to where you would, well, essentially, as a mamzers here, we'd see how much white you have. If you have a good deal more white, you would, you would go ahead and be spayed, but you would you would have to bear a whiter embryo, and then you'd have well, so the more like retarded ones here, you know, sort of. I don't know. Did you ever read Brave New World by Aldous Huxley? No, no, no. Well, okay. Uh, Aldous Huxley, uh, he was a big supporter. He wrote this book called Brave New World, to where essentially. Everyone except for the elite, except for the the elite, is essentially born is essentially born in sort of almost like artificial wombs here. You know what I mean? They're born and what they are is that they are they are bred here to where the embryo the embryo is split three or four times, so you'll end up having about twenty virtual twin you know, identical twins here. And what they'll do is they'll pour alcohol, they'll pour something to go ahead and make essentially working slaves here, and they will have alphas, they'll have betas, and they'll have charlies for the very top, and they'll have deltas and echoes and foxtrots, and they'll have betas. You know what I mean? And Wait a minute, goes... Pastor. Pardon me, Pastor. Can you please mute that, that other caller that you have here on your on your show? He is completely uh, destroying one, the center. If he's the one, if he's the one here, we'll go ahead and see. You know, it might be. Yeah, I think it probably was him here. He had a bunch of feedback here. So anyway, if you ever read Brave New World here, and uh, he put it out in, should he put it out? I think in the really early part of the just after the Second World War, and then twenty or twenty-five years later, he had a. He had an updated one called Brave New World, and it was from Amory at the Nuthouse Library. And essentially, he is saying is that insanity. He says, "Well, this was in the this was in the early '60s." He said, "With insanity, how can you even tell that some of these people are particularly insane?" Well, essentially, everybody, really everybody, you go ahead and look, is sort of fucked up in the head, and I, I can relate to that here, you know, because yes. hashtag chaos, house, insanity. Yes. Well, society. I used to, you know, I used to tell, I used to, I used to really kill the hell out of these psychiatrists. I says, I'd tell them is that schizophrenia. For example, I'd tell them, you know, you'd end up having these, you know, 
you know, at Nuthouse Work here, the, the, the psychiatrists and the uh, sociologists here, they're the scum. They're the scum of the profession. You know, essentially the whole thing here. Yeah, fat, you know, yeah, fat nigger uh, psychiatrist named Alicia Thompson. Her buddy was another nigger called V. Marbling French. I mean, they were stupid. I call, you know, I call them witch doctors here. And they knew I thought they were niggers here, but I didn't call them niggers per se because I didn't want to go ahead and get an intolerable infection and then not be able to, you know, spend my money, you know, spend my money on, uh, you know, on uh, stuff here. Anyway, you know, uh, you know they, they, they violated the law. They did whatever the hell they wanted to do, you know, to the inmates, something like that. So anyway, the dregs of the, of the, uh, well, essentially, the dregs of the psychiatric and you know, psych, you know, psych, what are they what are they call they call it not psychiatry but uh, psychology. You know, there is a useless there is a useless one. But you have forensic psychologists here who'd say whether or not you're nutty or not or something like that, ready to go to trial. And what it boiled down to is whether or not you were ready to roll over and take your railroad or your fucking year. And me, I wasn't ready to. So they had this. I think it was a Jew boy named Jeffrey Klein. He was a total ass clown tar. But anyway, I used to tell him, you know, I used to tell him is that schizophrenia is caused by Peter Duncan. These fuck tars would go ahead and bite. Who's Peter Duncan? And I said, you fucking idiots. Peter Duncan is not a who, but a what. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, in any case. Oh, heck, I used to tell him what solipsism was. I, I used to... You know, I mean, you know, these people are idiots. And, and what happens is that I would ridicule these psychiatrists and these, you know, these social workers right in front of the other fucking nuts here. You know what I mean? You know, I, I mean, I would just simply, good Lord, he's educated. He is calling these retards. He's called these, he's called these uh, psychiatrists a bunch of retards. And essentially, he's fucking with them here. You know what I mean? And he knows far more. About some of the words that these idiots do, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he came there. I used to, I used to tell him here is that shit. This place is run like a nut house, you know. I used to tell him is that there are a lot of fucked up people who are totally nuts, and some of them are inmates here. Uh, I used to, oh, I used to just, you know, just. This pretty well ridicule a bunch of them, right, right in front of the other nuts here. But in any case, uh, you know, you know, I don't know if you ever seen Hogan's Heroes, but essentially yes. it's sort of like old Bob Crane here ridiculing Colonel Clank, and Colonel Clank, you know, only gets half of his days being ridiculed. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So in any case, uh, so yeah, I, I was just sort, of, I was just sort of, you know, I. You know, what happens is that I went ahead and looked up, and what I'm what I'm going to do with these judges is I got pictures of them, I got Facebook profiles here, and this Adrienne Foster, she used to mediate, used to mediate about these houses here, uh, these houses which are being foreclosed on, and for some reason uh, around Cleveland. Uh, what they did is they sold to niggers and wiggers and the rest here overpriced houses, and 27% of the houses in Lake County are, quote, underwater, which means that there's more of them than what they'll ever be, ever be worth. So 
Okay. It's about 27 to 30% here. So they had a bunch of foreclosures, uh, 1,500 or so in 2010, you know, rising up to about 1,800 in 2009. So here's this stupid skank here. She's a lawyer, and she gets on as a mediator. And essentially, here are these crooked banks here. They're pretty well screwing the tards. Now, the smart thing to do is when you're underwater, when you're underwater, I mean, a house, really. A house, you know, unlike me here, I, I bought this house for, I bought the Hubble for $3,000 until in 1987. That was a pretty good deal. $3,000 for a house. I mean, there are people who paid 10 times that much for a car back then. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I me a house and a half acre in Granby. You know, of course, I had to I had to go in and pay five six hundred dollars for copper wiring and a bathtub and the old water heater and all this stuff because I want hot running water and you know, I had cold running water. I had my to- toilet too though, and essentially I had to put another five six hundred dollars more in materials, you know, and the wiring and stuff like that. Here, a bathtub, a uh, you know, a new toilet here that wasn't cracked here, a hot water heater. Yeah, I'd spend. I'd Wait spend a minute, was a toilet that wasn't cracked. Yeah, they had. They had. A, they had. A, you know them. You know them toilets here. They, you know, they're made out of porcelain here. And yeah. occasionally, you know, the, the previous retard here, uh, he wanted to sell it because he wanted to go on welfare. Uh, he was an Anglo mestizo. He was a first friend I made here. He was, but he wasn't too exactly bright here. But he had heart problems. He died five, six years ago. But anyway, uh, what happens is that his <laughs> wife here, he used to, he used to, you know, you remember when I told you about Anglo mestizos and niggers going ahead and beating their humps, you know? I mean, you call them buffalo or whatever. He went ahead and slapped around his old, he went ahead and slapped around his old lady here, and she went to, quote, Lafayette House, a.k.a. Lesbian House, and Joplin. And essentially, marriage wasn't good for anything more here because he sort of took it amiss. But his bitch is running around taking the kids and running off to lesbian house. So they got divorced, and she got the girl, and he got the boy. And I used to call we he was known as Squirrel. So we used to call a Squirrel and Baby Squirrel. And essentially, old Squirrel wanted to sell his house. He rented it out to some. He rented out to some uh, this mud shark who had two niglets. And I think he well, went no, ahead. Huh? Not the diglets. Not the diglets. She, she, she had some. She had. She, had, she, she claimed. She claimed that they were Indians. So I, I'm so tempted here to play that uh, song here uh, by Johnny Reb here. Yes. The house next door to me has been sold to niggers. Yes, please, please, please. Well, but number three. Toshiba number three is having problems with a sound card or something here or software for here. They claim to be wild Indians from the plains, but they're shocking me. They're colored people. We'll make cowboys and niggers our new game. <laughs> yes, yes. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Anyway, anyway uh, hell, I had this uh, 14-year-old, you know, Roxy's niece, she's a 14-year-old Anglo-Mestizos here. Uh, Roxy's sister married a blue-eyed, blue-eyed Anglo-Mestizo. And what happens is that some of them, 
some of them sort of look like whitish, and then some of them, you know, they get pretty dark here. You know what I mean? Uh, so pretty anyway, dark. anyway, uh, anyway, you, you never know. You never know. You never know. There were so I never knew there were so many sluts in Granby until I took up with Roxy. Because I mean, I, I I'll tell you what here: a good woman can sniff out a slut far faster, far faster. You know, then the most wannabe accomplished Romeo. You know what I mean? I didn't know there's so many damn sluts in Grammy. So I took up with Roxy, huh? Preach, Pastor. You're preaching. Yeah, I'm, I'm really preaching. Yes. Anyway, uh, there, was this, there was this one, there was this one, she was 14 years old, and her daddy, her daddy, of course, uh, went ahead and molested her. And, you know, I mean, she didn't really want to give it up here, but he'd take a cigarette, he'd take a, he'd take a lit cigarette here and just go ahead and burn burn holes in her hide till she went in and gave it up here. You know what I mean? Oh no. So, oh no. Oh no. Well, this was way back in nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty eight here where essentially they used to sort of overlook this shit. Now you know now they make a big deal of it now. But yeah. in yeah. case in case you know, she'd go ahead and say, I bet you and Roxy are having wonderful sex here. I'd say, oh, I don't know. I, I, you know. And then Roxy said, we are, and you ain't going to get none, you little bitch. So uh, what happens is that she she would not, you know, she would not, you know, that little skank would try to find an excuse to get me alone with her, and I was not. You know, I would pretend I never heard of, you know, anybody having a pecker before. You know what I mean? Essentially, I, oh, yeah. you know, I, I did not want I did not want to mess. You know, I did not want to mess with any, you know, well, I didn't want to mess with anybody in Roxy here. You know, much less any 14-year-old Joe Baker skanks here. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, yeah. uh Oh, what happens? I think old Squirrel, he got him some, uh, you know, he was always angling. He was always angling after this here little 14-year-old she-boon, you know, oh, skank no. here. Oh, and no. he was try- she was trying to get me along with her. No, heck no here. You know, heck I'm, no. I'm not even going to. Heck no, heck no. But uh, in case, uh, that's, what, you know, that's what them, you know, that's what them critters are like here. And what you want to do is that, you know, by the by the time I reached, you know, 29 or 30 here, I had, you know, I had a lot more sense to where I always used the head on top of my shoulders rather than the one down there. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's no, right I down mean, there. I could, huh? Down there. Down where? Down here. Down there. Down there. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, what happens? I can probably say I've never screwed a nigger. You know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> but, uh, come on, Pastor. I mean, Pastor, oh, you, I mean, you, you need some cheap booty. Yes, you know no, you don't want. You don't want. You do not want. Yeah, you don't want any of that here. I mean, shoot, it's. <laughs> yeah, you, don't want you do not. You do not want any of that here. You really don't. Here. I mean, yeah, I go ahead and laugh at some of these tards here because I, I go ahead and tell them, you know, that they have inverse male telegamy here. It can go ahead and cross, you know, it can go ahead and cross, you know, that way too. You want to avoid it. You know what I mean? It, it's just better. It's just easier to live life. Without having to live it, being ashamed of yourself. You know what I mean? It's just easier. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just easier 
it's just easier to live life without being ashamed of yourself. I mean, and you get to where, you know, and I got I got to admit here, about pretty well the only the only real thing I do here is I do, you know, I still do like eating, you know, bacon here. I really love it here. I mean, shoot. Bacon. Oh, wave bacon. 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 You remember that commercial? Yeah, you remember that bacon strips. Bacon. Yes. Yes. Hey, I'm so like I'm so like that. I'm so like that puppy dog here. I just <laughs> love that. I just love that bacon here. Love and, that bacon. And you know, I mean, I shouldn't sit like that, but I do. It so <laughs> So, any case, uh, you know. In case it's just it's just a whole lot easier. It's a whole lot easier just to simply avoid sin. It's, it's just a whole lot easier here. Don't don't pretend, don't pretend that you're above sin, and that you know you can go ahead and do something stupid here, like you know you know I mean. All these people who get involved in drugs or pills or something like that are too strong to get involved in drunkenness or, you know, taking dope or taking pills or running around being... I sort of think that a lot of these homos, I think a lot of these homos, their problem is they're addicted to their own dicks. You know what I mean? Preach, preach, Pastor, preach. I mean, yeah. I mean, shoot, they're addicted to their own dicks. And so it's just a whole lot easier to live life not addicted to your own dick. You know what I mean? I Amen. mean, your, 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 your dick is there for a reason here, and, you know, you can you can have some fun here, but it ought to be lawful fun. You know what I mean? Preach. It ought to be yeah. fun to which you will not get and you know, too much trouble. And I've usually, I've usually, especially past the age of twenty-five, I've sort of, I've sort of gotten to where I don't get into trouble here. You, you live a life, you live a life, you try to live a life that is, oh, beyond reproach. It's just easier to do that that way. Okay. Yeah. So. In any case, I'm looking, I'm looking at the chat, and I seem to have lost the chat room here. But, yeah, it's, it's a whole lot easier to live a moral life. And then you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry that you're going to go ahead and have something come up from your past and bite you in the ass. It's just a whole lot easier to do it that way. Really Amen. Is. Amen. Okay. But anyway, I don't know how I got I got on that. I mean, essentially. No, preach, Pastor. Preach. I, you I, are preaching. When I, when I was in that house here, there were there were these you know there were these nigger girls. There were these nigger girls there, and I was talking to my friend at the nut house. We were talking about oh a number of things. Uh, they had they had one time one of these here little Somalians, and he looked like an he looked like an Arab Jew nigger. You know what I mean? And I don't know what what it was here, but it didn't take very long for him to go ahead and act like American niggers. I mean, shoot, you know, back you know, back where he came from, I don't think he ended up having actual pants or belts here. But here comes this nigger and within what? Oh, within two weeks, he's trying to go ahead and wear his pants just like other niggers do. He's trying to go ahead and I, I never know but have you ever seen these niggers, what they do? I don't know how the hell they manage to wear 
But if they have a belt, they cinch it below their buttocks. You know what I mean? Now, the one thing about being a nigger, the one thing about being a nigger is you have a, you know, in my case, you have a big nigger buttocks here. I think it's sort of like, you know, sort of like camels here. Most of their hump is fat here. Well, I think the reason for the reason for niggers here having the you know, old you know fat booties here is so that when there's plenty of bananas and shit to eat here, you know the the old nigger buttocks, you know, sort of like these uh, bushmen here, the nigger buttocks just goes ahead and fills with with fat here. You know what I mean? So essentially, you know, these bush niggers here, they're sort of like camels here. You know, camels have humps, and you know, niggers have big, big ass bucks here. You know what I mean? Especially sheboos here. Yes, you know, yes, so, so, so as a result, so as a result here, here's this here. You know, I mean, he looked like a Jew nigger, and when he first, I don't know what the hell. I, he, he's obviously a Somalian here. You know, rather than spend a whole bunch of money putting him in that house, what they should have done is just oh, flew him back to Somalia and turned him loose here, or whatever the hell he did. You know what I mean? Right. Oh. Just deport his ass. I mean, I remember here I was at the jail, and I see this critter with a big nose, the old swarthy skin, and he won't eat pork. And I thought, I thought he was a fucking Jew boy, and I wouldn't have anything to do with him. And then we were out here for a shakedown, and I found out that this is not a Jew. It's a Tunisian from Tunisia who was, well, essentially he uh, answered he answered this uh, pig named Jim Mary's call out of Diamond, Missouri. And pretend to be this here skank, thirteen-year-old skank named uh, Candy. And essentially, the Tunisian camel humper. He's in Delaware, and he goes ahead and answers, "Yes, I would like to hump you very, very much." And what they did is they went to Delaware and brought his Tunisian ass to the New County Jail, and they kept him there for eighteen months. And like he explained to me, he hated Jews too. So then, I, so then, me and him got along pretty good after that. Learned that he wasn't a Jew. He was a he was essentially was a raghead. You know, he was very good at drawing. Uh, named Bujma. And essentially, what happens is that you know, whenever he got, you know, whenever they were trying to convict him for essentially answering this stupid computer call here by this uh, pig, wigger pig named Jim Murray. You know, he'd go ahead and lapse into Arabic here, and they couldn't do anything with him. Eventually, what they did is they did the, the thing they should have done. You know, I said, well, you know, I mean, didn't you worry about being arrested here for answering to a 13-year-old girl wanting to have sex? He says, no, no, in Tunisia, Tunisia here, why, you have prostitutes and camels here, and guess what? The only sex law there is is one regard, you know, one regulating prostitution. You know, he couldn't understand why he'd been arrested here, why they ain't the way they do that shit in Tunisia. You know what I mean? Yeah. So eventually what happens is that they just got, you know, he, here he was at $35 a day munching down on, well, not exactly kosher food, but uh, permitted, you know, I guess he had special bologna or something like that or peanut butter or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> he was... Uh, here he was, and, you know, supposedly it was costing the state $35 a day. Here he is for 18 months. And then they did the thing they should have just done in the first place. They just went ahead and forced on him a misdemeanor, and they deported, you know, not sexual misdemeanor, not that matters. And they went ahead and flew him 
They went ahead and flew them back to New Jersey, and they put them on the next plane to Tunisia. They just went ahead and deported his rag, you know, his raghead ass, which is what they should have done in the first place, rather than have him, have him uh, cop to or plead guilty to a sexual, to a sexual offense here. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, what they shut down is okay. Here is a Tunisian camel hopper who, you know, wanted to have sex with a thirteen-year-old girl, and they should just support his ass because that's what they did anyway. You know what I mean? Right? A Tunisian camel hopper. <laughs> he probably was a Tunisian camel hopper here. He he couldn't he couldn't quite understand what the hell a big deal was because in Tunisia. You know, I mean, you want, you know, 13 year old Wigger Skanks here? Yeah, I'd like to have sex with a 13 year old blonde, blue eyed Wigger Skank here. Yeah, what a wonderful idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a wonderful idea. And he, he, on the other hand, just can't understand what the hell's going on. As he looks at it, as he looks at it in Tunisia, in Tunisia, they don't have rules like that. You know what no. I mean? No. no, they don't. They don't have. They don't have rigger pigs here trying to bust. You know, bust. Well, it's sort of like shooting starving dogs over a bait of cheeseburgers. I mean, if you want to shoot starving dogs here, you know what, what happens here? A bunch of stray dogs. You set out some cheeseburgers and you shoot the dogs over. You know, you know, essentially a bag of cheeseburgers. What? What's what? the point of that? Really. No, I mean, really, here here it is. You know, here is a bunch of, you know, big nose, big nose, cork eyed, you know, Arabic ragged mongrels. I mean, shoot, just like in Cologne here. You know, they, you know, it's the flashing season here or the carnival season. Essentially, here are these ragheads, and they go ahead and molest and rape and assault all these stupid German trigger women. You know, because you know, they look at here, woman. Women should not, you know, women should be in, you know, in, in burqa without a clitoris here. Now, here I am, here I am in Germany here, and all the women are white, blonde, blue-eyed, or whatever. Here they have clitorises, and they're not in burqas. That means the prophet wants me to rape them. You know what I mean? Right? Oh, no. That's, 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 the, way, that's the way I look at it. Anyway, I asked these, I asked these, uh, I asked these nigger chicks here who were on there for killing their, killing their nigglets or something here. You know, usually the saying was is that, you know, if they're, they're females in there, usually they more likely killed their babies here or something like that. Oh, no, oh, no. There was this one skank here. I recognized her. She was with this, uh, she was with this, uh, she was with this guy here, and he had a two-year-old daughter, you know, that was about, oh, about six months younger than, uh, you know, my youngest grandson. And what happens is that, you know, you know, pretty well it doesn't work out, and the skank goes ahead and leaves it with uh, the boyfriend. And so the boyfriend goes ahead and finds himself another Anglo Jesus, and she is pregnant, and she delivers a stillborn baby. So after she goes ahead and squeezes out the afterbirth, she takes it into her head to hold down her boyfriend's two-year-old daughter, and she takes a screwdriver, and she goes ahead. She goes oh, ahead. You know, she goes ahead and slips this baby girl from almost from her anus, you know, into her little baby pussy here, and oh, this is my no. three-year-old gash. And the, you know, the kid, the baby, you know, screaming and whining. 
and the boyfriend comes home from work, and especially here's this little girl who's bleeding, you know, two-year-old infant, female infant, bleeding out from pussy here, from her anus or something like that. So they go ahead and, of course, ref this, uh, you know, this skank who has postpartum depression here. And essentially, then the question is, is that what are you going to do talking about the, you know, the, you know, the low-class Uyghur and Anglo-Mestizo population that does shit like that? You know what I mean? What are you going to do about that? Are you going to put this, are you going to put this skank in prison for the rest of her life for something she did and feed her at the taxpayer expense? What are you going to do about that? So essentially what they do is they decide to save the net now. Her name's Rebecca. And I said, you know, I go ahead and I'm sitting, looking at the canteen here, and so I said, here I am at the nut house because I don't accept a uh, public pretender, and I recognize Rebecca. I said, didn't she live in the O show? And she says, yeah, and then she realizes I know what she did. And she's going to get her ass beat if it goes out here, so essentially she's scared shitless. I don't say anything about it, you know what I mean? But essentially, yeah. that's, sort of, that's the sort of, you know, that is what the, you know, that is what. In America, the low-class, no-class anglo mestizos and the rest do. You know, the niggers, why they beat their humps. They like all these she-boons, all these she-boons admitted here, that every single one of them, you know, were, you know, essentially they were molested by their daddies or their brothers or their uncles or their mama's boyfriends or something like that here. And when no. you, well, that, that's just the way it is here. And when you... When you go ahead and you know you have these people, these these young women, you know white women too here, you know little white girls here, when when they're molested, you know around the age of eight or nine or ten here, there's something that gets destroyed within their brains here. You know they're they're not what they could have been. You know what I mean that's why it's such a that's why it's such a horrific crime here. You know uh, that's why it is such a horrific crime because you've essentially you essentially lobotomized a good deal of the thinking abilities here. Now, if it, you know, if it continues to get pretty bad here, essentially that's you know that's a horrific thing to do, you know, to well even even she boons here. But essentially, I don't really give a shit about what niggers do here. You know what I mean? I mean, oh yeah, creeps. I mean, I, I really I really don't here. I mean, shoot these creatures. These creatures should, you know, I mean, they're animals in my eyes. They should stay amongst their own animal can here. I mean, it's stupid to apply white white man behavior to essentially what is non-white animals here. I mean, you know, let them let them live as they want to. I mean, you're you're expecting you're expecting something that these creatures are not able to do here. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm you know, they, they are what they are. Amen. And you're not going. You're not going to turn them into, you know, white men. I mean, you know, you have all these idiots, all these retards. I'm listening to Hillary. I'm listening to Bernie. And what boils down to is they make a big deal about what happened in Flint, Michigan. And essentially, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make white people in Michigan pay for essentially pay for niggers. You know, niggers are not able to create anything. I mean, the thing with what they ought to do in Flint is, well, you know, go ahead and give the bottled water or whatever. You know, try to fix the pipes. You know, don't, don't even bother fixing the pipes here. Just let the niggers live how they are or move them back down to Detroit or whatever. 
But you have you have entire areas of this country which has, you know, been taken over by niggers and it's going to be, you know, essentially fucked up. You know what I mean? Rage. Rage. Yeah. So anyway, that's you know, that's what I was uh, essentially talking about here. So any case here. <laughs> Rage. I'm looking I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh tards or something like that here. So anyway, uh <laughs> let's see here. I'm I think I'm going ahead and you know, uh being mean to Papa Twat because he's acting like a tard here. Let me see. This tard has already been he's already been on the uh he's already been in the penalty box. This is the second time here. Anyway. So are you are you simulcasting this stuff or or not? Yes, yes, I'm playing it over at the uh, Todd Moore show. We'll be uploading uploading this this great uh, show from you tonight <laughs> on Spreaker as well. Yes, on Spreaker. Well, don't you get in trouble here for reprinting such obvious racism? No, no. no? Spreaker doesn't say a word. I don't know why. I guess I guess they love it just as much as as I do. <laughs> it's great. Well, what, what, what's hilarious here is in this bow moment, you'll get you'll go ahead and get a Zogbot tard, and what he'll do is he'll show up first on Blog Talk, aka Zog Talk, <laughs> and what happens is he'll last for a while until they. You know, they go ahead and boot his ass off for racism or something like that. There's some complaints here. And then guess what here? He'll usually he'll usually go from you know, blog talk to talk to you here. I yes. think I'm the only one who has ever been who's ever been booted for talk to you. you know, the, the movement turd got shut down in late February by Eli James and uh, old nigger lips Brian Rio for quote you know, violation of uh Talks to use terms of service. Yes, yes. And so there was a, there was a Jew boy named, uh, his name was Logan. His, his screen name was Logan, but uh, Logan 11, but what, what he, his actual name was Bruce Pringlemeyer, and I'm quite sure he was a Jew boy. He, he told, he'd tell, uh, when I sneak back to talk to you, he said, that that Martin list that every time he opens his mouth, there's a violation of talk shoe terms of service standards here. But <laughs> I've been back. I've been back since what? Oh, late July 2011, and I'm sure nigger lips. I'm sure nigger lips. Eli James. You know, Eli James have been you know bitch like hell for the first oh two three months here. Probably every single fucking day. And as a result here, uh, talks to you doesn't seem to really give a crap. Uh, now, what happens is that this show is not is not a public show. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, it's, it's I mean, essentially, you have you know, Nimbuster Tards know about this show. Uh, it's not it's not something that's advertised. You know what I mean? It's not it's not advertised. Yes. And what I will do, what I will do is that usually within a day or so, I'll come back and I'll download it onto my hard drive. And every so often, like one time, Talks to was all messed up here, so I recorded it all into MP3 and I re-engineered the show. But uh, most times I don't. So, 
any case, uh, you know, but but in any case here, when I remember 2011 to 2012, here's Truth Militia, led by this character called Queef and the rest here. He didn't much care for CI dentistry. Now he's going to ask the mouth of Rabbi Bell Fink here during the last year or so. Anyway, they were on, what, blog talk, and then they got, you know, booted down to, uh, they got booted down to what talks to. Then you had another one here, and then you had Rodney Martin. He was going to be on blog talk, and pretty well it got to where everybody abandoned him, including Charles Giuliani. <laughs> and, Giuliani. You know, and, and so as, as a result here, I have seen, I have seen podcasting here from Von Bluefins here, Von Bluefins, and then, you know, Voice of Retards here with Mike the Kai, you know, Mikey Kaiki Juice Cal Cat Connor, and with Carolyn Yenta, and in, in many cases, they start out with Zog, you know, Blog Talk or Zog Talk here. I've never gone beyond Talks to You because Talks to You has an anonymous has a largely anonymous uh you know chat room where yes. you can have you can have tards you can have tards come in and show their ass and then most of the tards love showing their ass. I mean uh see the ass the ass is where their brains are at. So we're about the size of a pea here inside their you know inside their asses here. And they can they can troll they can act like ass clowns and do what tards like to do. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. hey, uh, you know, and occasionally, like occasionally, you have you'll have a Jerry Springer show, like I did with Jim Giles, or uh, you know, but that was over on Jim Giles' show. But you know, that became a classic here. And oh, number forty-two, you know, Halloween uh, two thousand ten with Eli James, or or with uh, Brian Niggerlips Rio here on. Uh, you know, November 28th, you know, number 46. Or, let me see, uh, January 5th, 2014, where Cody Britton calls in because he's all mad because Daddy won't, uh, Daddy John Britton won't, you know, he's a gay engine. You know what I mean? So, really? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have had, I have had, uh, you know, I have had some Jerry. You know, I have had some Jerry Springer shows here. You know, so yeah, like Jerry, 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 Jerry Springer moments here. You know what I mean? Jerry Springer Internet Radio. You know, I mean, you know, shit. I don't know what the hell it is here. I don't know what the hell it is, but if you are white trailer trash living in eastern Kentucky and you get a free all-expenses trip paid to freaking Cleveland or something, wherever the Jerry Springer show is, and, oh, you, I mean, you got to wonder. Huh? Stanford. It's in Stanford, Connecticut now, I believe. Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. Well, folks, I, I don't know what the hell it is here, but you got to wonder, is anybody so fucking stupid is that if they get a free ticket to the Jerry Springer show, don't any of them have enough sense to say, no, I don't think I'm going to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, oh, my fat ass stepdaughter. My fat ass stepdaughter. She, she is uh, essentially she hasn't paid the rent for about three months, you know. Okay. And uh, what happens is that she has another skank here who uh, used to be pretty fertile, but she's had her tubes tied here, named Madonna. And Roxy was telling me is that this judge, this is Judge Mathis, who essentially wants fat ass red nigger and Ladonna and their boyfriends to show up to Judge Mathis to where essentially they're going to fight over twelve hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars in rent they owe here for the past three months, and essentially they're talking about how they are promised. That they show up on the Judge Master, you know, the free tickets to freaking Chicago. You know what I mean? I mean, essentially, old fat ass, red nigger, uh, LaDonna, her humpmate, and essentially, and then the landlord, presumably, he'll have, he'll have a free show on that year. I said, you know how that's done, don't you? I mean, essentially, what happens is most, you know, most parties, it don't matter. You go on one of them here. Reality TV shows, they'll go ahead and pay what fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. They don't care because, you know, essentially this is a half hour of stupid TV. You know, TV just like Judge Jude. Roxy likes listening to Judge Judy. I hate Judge. I mean, I hate fucking Judge Judy. Judy was silent here, and you know damn well, you know damn well is that hey, they'll get a free trip. But essentially. The twelve hundred dollars is going to be paid off regardless here. You know what I mean? So oh, anyway, they were tell they were they were telling us about how the how he's the old the old geezer who owns the house here. It's a slum house here in Jupiter. Oh, essentially, it got a bunch of mold and stuff in. That's why fat asses potentially not going to pay the rent. But anyway, as he said, she said he could clear it up if only Ladonna would go ahead and talk nice to him. I says, why doesn't Ladonna talk nice? They ain't like, you know, he's going to get a blowjob. He's asked for a blowjob. He's just asked to be flattered. You know what I mean? Maybe at the age of 75, he's not going to get it up anyway. But old Ladonna, I says, shoot, you can just save the money here. If Ladonna be nice to the old tart here and talk nice to him and flatter him. You know what I mean? Don't even have to put out a blowjob or nothing. But, you know, maybe maybe they were, you know, I mean, Fat Ass is worried because she goes to court next week here. But they were talking about how it would all be settled up and they would get some free tickets and rent here, you know, a motel room for all the tards, you know, if they would be on this uh, Judge Mathis thing. Yeah, so yeah. Is, that the name of the, is that the name of that stupid nigger? Well, yeah. it's, it's a white guy. It's a white guy. And it's a white guy. It's a judge, it's a judge Alex or something like that. And oh, yeah. he acts like he's smarter than Judge Jew Brown or this other little, you know, sawed-off nigger here. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, hey, why not go up there? But you know damn well is that essentially they'll just it, – it, it's not really a real case here. The, the people are real. They, they did the same thing with Judge Wapner. I mean, essentially, if you showed up, Whatever it was for, you know, I mean, this is not this is not over fifteen hundred dollars or something like this. This small clients here, you know what I mean? So you know that it's paid for, and what they do is they get a TV show out. You know what I mean? Right? Right. So hey, you know, I'm I'm sort of saying is that hey, there's one or two ways here. You know, I don't want to sell it in you know a, a shithole, you know, corrupt municipal court like Jupiter here. Why, you know, you have old Chuck Brown. He's a piece of shit here. You know, this lawyer. He went ahead. Oh hell! I mean, I went. 
Uh, what happened in 1996 here, uh, me and Roxy were driving. We didn't have our seat belts here. But according to Missouri law, you can't really give you a ticket for not wearing a seat belt. And this pig named Tackett uh, went ahead and uh, seen us not wearing a seat belt. Essentially, claimed that a traffic light was out on uh, Main Street, which is uh, State Route 141. And according to Missouri law, you're not, you know, you can't really write a ticket for that. But it must less because of the seatbelt. But anyway, we went through. We went through the whole notion. Roxy paid the ten dollars fine. Me, I went through municipal court. I appealed it. I appealed it, and then I was going to have demand a jury trial. This was in uh, 1996, in November 1996. I'm with this nigger faggot named Compy who got caught uh, by this pig named Altic. He's now the uh, Seneca police chief here. You know, he dressed up like a faggy boy over at McClellan Park and essentially pretended to be a big faggot. They didn't go ahead and arrest, the, you know, arrest this nigger named Compy here for... Uh, for mashing, you know, that's what they call it here. Essentially, yeah. soliciting homosexual favors. It's all like Larry Craig. So get in, get in uh, what, Minneapolis or something like that? Anyway, old copy was a food, you know, was a food worker. He got fired here, and then he got another new job at Jim Bob's. And I said, I don't want to be served by Compi because shit, he's a, you know, not only because he's a nigger, because he's a faggot here. You know what I mean? And I'm scared. Oh, yeah. you know, I don't want to get AIDS from no nigger faggot. So anyway, uh, anyway, old Compi, I guess, pled guilty here. But I, I did not. I demand jury trial. Well, three years later, you know, here's a new, here's a new prosecutor. He just got, it. he just got to deal with this, uh, you know, this uh, seatbelt violation. So we have a trial in July. In July of 1996, and I abused that pig packet for essentially the lion and all that. I abused the pig packet. And what they do is they throw out all the people, the prostituting attorney throws out all the people who uh, essentially don't believe there should be seatbelt laws. Uh, first of all, I went ahead and made a mistake is that, oh, Roxy's nephew's second wife was on the jury pool. But they paid $35 for 30 jurors. You know, pay $35 per 30 jurors. So essentially, you know, let's see, 35 times 30, that's what? Oh, at least over $1,000, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we have a trial. We have a trial, and I abuse that pig for about, oh, three hours. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of having police officers referred to as pigs. Well, I said, well, that's too bad, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, David Dowling, he's a piece of shit. He's a prosecutor. But anyway, you know, what happens it takes fifteen it takes fifteen minutes so they find me guilty as charge of you know, <laughs> you know, sitting in the driver in the passenger seat without a seatbelt. So basically, here it is, and, you know, the, the prosecutor is trying to go ahead and make me pay for that. What? Oh, I'm, that trial probably at least cost about fifteen hundred dollars. It's okay. okay. You can't charge. You can't charge court costs here. Exactly. You know, ten dollars fine. Here's ten dollars fine. <laughs> so I made the front page of the of the paper here for essentially being belted. They they, they spent about what at least twelve hundred dollars here. You know, thirty five three jurors times thirty five dollars piece. You know, that's what Roxy's, uh, Roxy's, uh, nephew's, uh, second wife told Roxy is that, well, I got, I got $30. I got $30 for showing up here. You know, even though, even though, Mark was, even though Mark was stupid enough to go ahead and admit, I would have gone ahead and found him not guilty. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, did they find you not guilty? 
Huh? Did they find you not guilty? No, they found me guilty as hell here. You know what I mean? But the law, the law, that this piece of shit, I mean, according to law, I shouldn't have been even charged. You know what I mean? Because, A, you can't ask what's charging by for a secondary offense like not, you know, for not like not having the seatbelt. And second of all, this was on this was on uh, Main Street, which is also you know, State Route One Forty One, according to the Missouri Constitution and uh, Missouri law, or whatever. Here, they can't arrest you for anything under traffic flow and regulation, or stop you know speeding or not stopping at a stop sign. And seatbelt violation is not traffic flow and regulation. You know, uh, Chapter Three Hundred Seven of the Missouri Revised Code. It's not a. It's not stopping. It's not speeding. So essentially, according to law, I'm not sure if even the Missouri Highway Patrol had the authority, but certainly the city of Joplin didn't by either contract or anything like that. They didn't even have the authority to make the stop. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. So anyway, according to law, I should be but charged. But you know, hell, they want to charge me. So okay, we'll have a jury trial. See, we had a municipal court trial, and old Chuck, old Chuck, whatever, uh, he's the municipal, he's, he's still, he's running around, he's not looking very good, he's, he's still running around, that weasel is looking for, you know, showing up in front of the probate court here, he, he looks like he's not doing very well, he looks like a sick weasel here, I, I'm glad to see you a lawyer for sort of suffering, but anyway... <laughs> But he's still a municipal he's still a municipal judge and him and I, well, I don't get along really with any lawyers here. They're all sort of I'm not very nice to them here. I I'm sort of I don't bother showing, you know, what I think of them here. Don't bother to hide it, you know what I mean? So anyway, uh you know, I I'm sorta of, you know, I've listened to that here, I said, shoot, why don't why don't fat ass why don't Fat Ass and Red Nigger and LaDonna and her hump boy here? Well, Fat Ass was going to dump old Red Nigger. You know what I mean? Was going to dump old Red Nigger and take Is up she? with a new tard. Would take up with a new tard who uh, has access to an RV, you know, and essentially park it on his parents, you know, his parents' property where she can screw like crazy here. I mean, she ain't like she ain't that poor. She's going to dump old Red Nigger at the very, you know, she's going to go ahead and old Red Nigger was supposed to have surgery on, Mar- you know, March 3rd. And uh, his name is John. And I says, well, here's the deal. You can go ahead and just run off and let him figure it out. Or you can send him a, you know, Dear John Leonard. Dear John, you have a short red nigger pecker, and I don't really want you anymore. I don't really want any more of it here. So go fuck yourself. Love and kisses. Love and kisses, fat ass. I'm a man. Oh, fat ass. Well, it was hilarious. Man. You know, I don't know. Uh, what happens is that what happens is red nigger will occasionally go ahead and get sort of violent, just like you know, just like them damned uh, Anglo Caesars will here. But old fat ass here, early in their arrangement here, she took a steak knife here and went ahead and stabbed him. Went ahead and stabbed him here. Went ahead and you know, drove that thing in about two, three, two, three inches here, and pigs came. My old, old red nigger. Well, hey, he said, "Oh no, I did my accident here." Well, no, fat ass went and stabbed him with a steak knife here. You know what I mean? Well, when he was sort of uh, mean with her here. So anyway, I said, "Yeah, go ahead." You know, but you know, now what happens is that fat ass. I guess she's going ahead and milk the, you know, milk the new boyfriend. For I mean, she screws, she screws about everything that has a dick here. I mean, I'm oh, an old fat ass. I, I, I said, you know, I said, of all the men in your life. 
I think myself and your actual biologic father is the only one who hasn't literally fucked you. You know what I mean? Oh, well, no. You know I mean? But in any case, uh, you know, in any case, uh, in any case, you're supposed to go ahead and, you know, give Red Nigger John a dear John letter, and she didn't. But uh, what's hilarious is that there, you know, uh, I guess it's, it's well, you know, one of the shows I don't really mind. I hate Judge Judy, and I don't really much care for Judge Joe Brown here. But there's this other sawed-off nigger here, Judge here, who I think is even stupider. But there's this here Whigger judge here, uh, Alex Mathis or something like that. And she was awkward. She was awkward. Uh, she was awkward that whatever the twelve hundred dollars, you know, three months rent. You know, they've been them, and she claims that it's that here, but she's running around with a heifer named LaDonna. And LaDonna, you know, LaDonna was, I, I thought she was trading sexual favors, but Roxy told me tonight is that, uh, she told me that, uh, hey, you know, he's 75 years old, and all LaDonna has to do is flatter him. Don't even have to give him a, don't even have to give him a blowjob or nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, hey, hey. Flatter, flatter the tar. You know what I mean? I mean, heck, he's seventy-five years old. Maybe he don't need money. Maybe he's just a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe he just needs a little bit of flattery from a forty-six-year-old skank with a tube tied. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of flattery. I mean, no shoot. <laughs> But, you know, I hear that, or maybe you'll see fat ass on Judge Masses here one of these days. I don't know here, but uh, <laughs> supposedly she's worried that she's going to go, and she was asking about what the sheriff could kick her, you know, could go ahead, take her shit, and, you know, uh, kick her, you know, evict her. I says, well, maybe you ought to be moving. Maybe you ought to go ahead and be giving Red Digger a dear John letter and, uh, you know, take your shit out with uh, the new boyfriend here. You know what I mean? I'm too crazy about Red Digger. <laughs> but, I don't know. I mean, I mean really, uh, you know, when you get involved, when you get involved with trailer trash, I mean, you're, you're stupid to have anything to do with them. Really stupid to have anything to do with such people. You know what I mean? Now, I'll, I'll go ahead and give fat ass this here. She didn't, she didn't fuck, she didn't fuck niggers or meaners until after they took her kids away. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I told her I told her is that I know you're a welfare I know that you're a skank, I know you're a slut, you know, and I'm surprised that, you know, you had your first kid when you were eighteen instead of when you were sixteen here. I mean, you know, everybody gives me credit for essentially you know, essentially backdating your breeding career by two years here because but anyway, you know, I found out she was later she was later knocked up by her boyfriend at the time here and she found another tar and he married her and the second kid is his here. Yeah, you know, but the favorite what the favorite was my granddaughter here. She's a smart girl here. She was very much like fat ass here though. But uh you know, I mean I really Oh, I love all my grandchildren, but you know, hey, you have you have certain ones that are favorites. You know, my favorite has been the oldest, who's a girl, and the youngest, who's a boy, because they're the smartest little lot here. You know, yeah. I, you tend to value the ones who you know are genetically disposed to mount to something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you know, see. The ones that's going to mount to something there. So anyway. Uh, 
pick. Let me see. You know, the oldest one, she's 20 now, you know. And then the retarded second, you know, the boy here, he's, uh, he turned, uh, to 1998, he turned, uh, he turned 18 here earlier this month. And then one boy turned, uh, he turned 16 on February 22nd. And then the the youngest one, who is also sort of smart, is going to be, He's going to be what? You know, he's going to be uh, 15 at the end of the month here. And towards the end of the month here. I really miss him here. Well, you, how many about, kids does she have? Uh, she had four. She had four in what? Oh, oh 19, or early 1996 to, uh, you know, to April uh, 19... Or 2001, so she had four kids in five years. Damn. She was busy. She was busy. She had, you know, she had, uh, you know. So anyway, after the first two were born, you know, the girl's my favorite, and the boy, you know, the boy was Roxy's favorite here, and she started taking up, and, you know, taking up. She got rid of her first husband here. She was going around, and I said, look, you know, I know you're a slut. I know you're a slut. I can't expect anything better from you, and I sure as hell ain't going to be, you know, essentially running, driving myself uh, wild, you know, uh, protecting your non-existent virtue. But you know, get this straight here: I'm not oh, yeah. going to have, I'm not going to have any little nigglets or little any beerless call me Papa. You know, I mean, you go ahead, you squeeze out a nigger or a beaner or anything that ain't, you know, even remotely white here. You know, you can go ahead. You better give it up here. But essentially, you know, you, you ought to just hit the road here because I'm not going to have it. You know, I'm not I'm going to have, I'm not going to have any nigglets or meanlets here. And she didn't fuck any niggers until, oh, several months after they took her kids. But, Pastor, you wouldn't like to have a little, a little Martin Lindstedt nigger? Running around? Nope, 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 nope. There's no such thing. Well, I used to say there's no such thing as niggers name listed, but my stupid, my stupid uh, brother's widow went ahead and adopted one. She didn't give, she didn't give the damn nigglet, didn't give the damn nigglet uh, her name. She had to give it my name. You know what I mean? Well, and now my stupid, my stupid nephew married a uh, married a nigger. Married a nigger last June, not this June, but you know the previous June. And heck, he bought a sailboat, and his mother, his nigger wife, uh, essentially he bought a sailboat. And my uh, brother's widow, his mother, is you know driving. You know they're going down from what Saint Augustine down the coast of Florida, and they're around to the uh, to the other to the other places here. You know, I mean, essentially, you know, around Florida up to uh, the panhandle of Florida. And his mother, you know, his mother uh, thinks so little of the sailing ability to where she won't even get on the boat with him. You know what I mean? Unless it's already, you know, she won't even get on the boat with him. She sleeps in the car. And she goes ahead and she follows him. And he ain't much of a sailor either here. They were bitching, you know, they were bitching the other day about how he ran out of diesel fuel. <laughs> you know, ran out of diesel fuel for a sailboat. 
dumbass. I mean, what do you do? What do you need? You know, you ran out of diesel fuel for your freaking sailboat. So it's short to have the diesel motor here, and you know, he paid sixty thousand dollars for it. And he's a piss poor sailor. You know what I mean? Hey, you dumbass. You know, I mean, heck. You know, don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe it'd be for the best here. I mean, get rid of the goofy bastard here who essentially married a nigger. Now, that might be for the best here. Yeah, go go ahead and sell around the world here. Get out here. You know what I mean? But the dumbass, well, I'm, I'm sure he'd run out of diesel fuel in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean or something like that here. You know what I mean? Not know what the hell to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it's great. I mean, you know, and so Roxy says, do you want to go ahead and uh, your old Facebook friend? I says, hell no. I mean, they like you better, you know, you know, my dear, than they like me because I'm sort of, you know, you know I have a test to say exactly what the hell I feel here. And, you know, I mean, when I went and bought that church, you know, in September, in 2014, you know, he hadn't married his nigger girlfriend yet, but he was going to. He was talking about doing it here. And, oh, no. Well, what happens, what happens is that that nigglet, I, I went ahead and said, Sue, it's stupid to marry, it's stupid to adopt a nigglet here because if you want to adopt something here and it ain't going to work out, adopt a calf or a chicken. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> when the calf or chicken grows up, you can kill and eat it. But if you adopt a nigglet, well, hey, Nicholas might go ahead and grow up to be a big nigger and go ahead and kill and eat you. You know what I mean? Oh, no, oh, they ain't no. smart. They ain't smart. You know, I mean, if you got to adopt something strange here, adopt a calf, you know, a feeder calf or a, uh, or a chicken here. I mean, you know, back when I was a kid, you could buy, you could buy an Easter chick, chicken. They go ahead and take one of these white, you know, white, uh, you know, broiler chickens or something like that or white lingering chickens here using a cockle. And what they'd do before it got hashed here, they'd, they'd go ahead and put, you know, those hats and, you know, those feathers were sort of wet. They would go ahead and put some, you know, some dot, some food color, you know, either green or blue or red or whatever, whatever, you know, other than yellow here. So what happens is that you'd buy an Easter chicken, and essentially you get, you know, you can buy it for a quarter, and then for 50 cents you'd have some food for it. And then what happens is that, you know, you would raise that chicken here, and it would get bigger and bigger and bigger to where then it would eat corn or something like that. You could go ahead and let it forage for itself here, you know what I mean? Well, it's in four here. You can you can buy a you can buy an Easter chicken. I don't know. Did you you never raised an Easter chicken or nothing like that, right? Yourself? No, no. But I, but I, but I, I did back when I was a kid. You know what I mean? You know, oh, yeah. get a quarter, get a quarter here, and we'd already you know my dad would buy all these little you know baby cockerels. These uh these uh you know your your main leggy head chicken is a white leg or a chicken here because they they'll lay. Almost an egg a day. You know what I mean? They're white eggs. You know what I mean? That's usually see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since the cockles are usually worthless here. But what they would do, some of these guys would go ahead and buy these hatched cockles here. What happens, they sell them as Easter chickens here. The roosters, the roosters, the sites are only good for eating. They're not going to lay eggs or something like that. So, in case, uh, you would you would get an Easter chicken. They'd sell them around Easter, and you would get an Easter chicken. You know what I mean? And you know, I, 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 you know, what happens is that just so they're about to hatch, you know, what they would do is they would sex them here and just, you know, the pullets are valuable here. They're going to go ahead and grow up to be hens to lay eggs. You know what I mean? And they're gonna, they're gonna go ahead and, they're gonna go ahead and 
you know, give them plenty of laying, laying pellets here, which are 16% protein, and you'll know, have them lay an egg a day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Cockles are worthless. So what happens, they go ahead and they sex them here. They go ahead and look. Go. I mean, you usually have a little Japanese guy here. We go ahead and look at their, he squeeze their butts here and go ahead and look and see whether or not, you know, look at their asshole and figure out whether it's a hen or a rooster. You know what I mean? Because the, the little baby hen, you know, little baby poet would have, a, a, you know, essentially an egg. You know, you would have an egg leg thing, whereas the, you know, the male would have a little sperm duck. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They, they, would sell, they would sell these, you know, mainly male chickens here. Now, what, you know, usually about 5% of the time here, they make a mistake and get a hen, which was valuable. Most of the time, it would just be a, a male chicken. So, uh, anyway, I used to raise them here. So, yeah, you can, you know, you can go ahead and raise, you know, chickens or, cow, you know, feeder calf or something like that here. I don't know if you ever heard the, it was a myth here that if every day, you buy a feeder calf here, and if you went ahead and lifted them 10 times here, why, eventually you get so strong lifting that feeder calf that by the time he grow up to be a yearling, you can go ahead and pick up a five, 600-pound feeder, you know, feeder steer, feeder calf. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Ever hear that one? Yeah, I have heard that. I, I never hear that, but this, this was sort of, this was sort of uh, country boy folklore here. You know, every day... Don't you know? Every day you go ahead and you pick up you, you go ahead and pick up the calf here. And by the time he's a year old and he weighs five, six hundred pounds, you'll be strong enough to lift him up because you'll have, you know <laughs> that ain't that ain't the case here. Sooner or later, by the time that by the time that calf gets That's over three hundred pounds, you're not you're not going to be able to pick him up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Anyway. But anyway, that's what I said is that, you know, I tried to convince my I tried to convince my brother's widow to give it back here, to give it back because it was a uh, essentially it was the product of a you know a drug dealing you know drug dealing. Well, you can say that they're African American, you know, uh, recreational pharmaceutical entrepreneurs, or as we call them, nigger dope dealers. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Anyway, anyway, you know this was a spot of a fat quigger, you know, quigress here, and a and bigger dope dealer, and it was a, you know, she adopted Jefferson City, adopted Jefferson City, and uh, hey, you know, I begged her to give it back. Where the hell came up? Give back to authorities. <laughs> well, she refused, and then after that, I really didn't have nothing much to say. You know, I didn't find out till. You know, here I was in the nut house. I read the Columbia Tribune, and there's a Letitia Winstead. Oh my God, fuck! I have a I suppose I'm gonna get hard. You know, shit. We're having a niglet niece. Hello, no, no, I don't claim her. I wish you'd given her her own name. Don't give her my name. My brother, my brother would have never. You know, my brother would have probably given her two or three more kids. She had two of them. Oh, and yeah. you know, there's my there's my nephew who's a he, who's a stupid wigger who just loves that coon tang and there's my there's my niece who's only about oh she was only about six months when my brother got killed in the car accident. Essentially, she's turned out okay and she hasn't wasted her money. But yeah. her brother and her mother 
I mean, essentially, they're down to probably their last $100,000, and essentially, done ass by the sailboat. Oh, and yeah. he doesn't know how to sail it. You know what I mean? He doesn't know anything. He's running out of gas. And... That's... Well, they're running out of whatever here. I mean, you know, he ran out of diesel or something like that. I was looking at that. Well, it's a sailboat. What the hell? If you know how to sail, what the hell do you need diesel for? Don't you know how to use the wind? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but no. He's a dumbass. Get behind the boat and blow. Yeah, he buys a boat here, and essentially here he is. His mother don't trust him enough here. She's driving on the. She's driving in the. She's driving in the minivan, sleeping in the minivan while dumbass goes sailing here with his nigger wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean, you know that that's sort you know I mean. My brother wasn't an idiot. My brother, you know, my brother was disciplined enough to get a civil engineering uh, license. My brother was no dummy. You know, he had at least 120 IQ. You know, none, none, of, none of us children were, you know, were dummies. I think I was the smartest one a lot, but, you know what I mean? You know, my brother was, you know, actually the more steady of the lot here. He, he actually got an engineering degree. You know what I mean? Of course, he took okay. a job, which was a lot easier than mechanical engineering. I probably should took, I probably should took engineering management or uh, civil or something with you know, not chemical. Chemical's pretty tough here. Double E's pretty was pretty tough. Uh, mechanical mm-hmm. was pretty tough. I probably should took civil engineering. You know what I mean? Something simple. You know what I mean? But I didn't. I flunked out of engineering school because I wouldn't do the, you know, kinematics and you know, kinematics and dynamics and something. I managed to figure out statics. That wasn't too bad, but I never could figure out uh, dynamics or kinematics. They were just too tough for me here. You know, I I didn't study enough for it. I mean, it was a it was a failed kinematics exam that drove me into the, you know, drove me into. Two years in the army here in a nuclear missile battalion. So anyway, where where I did okay there, but anyway, and got to see Germany. Love Germany, hid the army. But in case I'm, uh, oh heck, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, I mean, I I have seen more than I ever want to of niggers. You know what I mean? You know, and, you know, in that house. I mean, and you know, when when niggers are in that house. Most of them are so far gone, they don't even make a pretense here. You know what I mean? You know, the nigger, the nigger has two attitudes toward the white man. You know, number one is fear, and the other one is hatred. And if you're stupid enough to, if you're stupid enough to do away with their fear, you're going to have to deal with the nigger's hatred. The same way with the Jew. The Jew, you know, the Jew will look at a white man and see a Nazi. You know what I mean? Now, granted, granted. When you were a nigger, when you were, you know, and a nigger will look at a white man, and, you know, I don't care. He's the most faggy-looking critter here. He'll see a Klansman. Now, for me, <laughs> the the, uh, the the Nazi or the Klansman here is, is 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 essentially it's pretty well on the it's pretty well on the surface. You know, I mean, I mean, I've never. You know, I've never seen a nigger. I've never seen a nigger or Jew boy yet here who has 
you know, who would say, No, you're not a you're not a classman. You're not you're not a Nazi. I mean I mean uh you know, that that's that's not exactly you know, my uh my racial attitudes are not very well hit, you know what I mean? You know, which is good here. I mean, shoot. I only got assaulted in that house twice by niggers. And usually I could I, I I would always see it coming because it'd take them about two, three days to you know, to uh you know, they start staring at you. Then you know you're in trouble. You know what I mean? When niggers start staring at you like a baboon, you know, then you know you're in trouble. You know, but but usually you don't get hit very hard because they're so scared of you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but, you know, you know, I mean, if you see, you know, I don't know about you, you're probably a Jew boy yourself, but if you see a nigger, you know, like someone like me, you see at that house, you see a nigger staring at you like he's a baboon, like he's just building up his courage here, you know, usually the best thing to do is leave the day room and go to your room here and hope the nigger, you know, his little pea brain will go in and forget about you. But, no, I mean... Uh, you know, I mean, if the nigger starts staring at you more than a day or two, yeah, you're going to have to deal with nigger aggression. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, in any case, that happened to me twice at the nut house. So, uh, anything else here? I mean, I think you you and guest 16 and 26 are the only ones who are left here uh, listening to the show. Yeah, the heck it's... You know, ten thirty, eleven thirty, twelve thirty, one thirty, two thirty. I probably, I probably need to, you know, you know, end the show and head off to bed here pretty soon. Yes, yes, and I, I just want to thank you, Pastor, for once again allowing us to come here and, and stream your program. Come here, come here and interview a real live Nazi racist here, right? Yes, yes. I you know, I really I really am not an overt. I'm I'm pretty well. I sympathize with the clan here, and probably if I'd have lived in 1867, I'd probably be oh you know whipping scalawags and carpetbaggers and hanging niggers with the best of them or the worst of them. It depends on your view here, and probably if I'd lived in the Pre nineteen sixties South here. I mean, I would probably be. You know, I would more likely be, you know, very much involved in clan nigger management. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, but what happens is that today's clan is essentially most of them are zogbot tards. You don't want anything to do with them. A lot of them are, you know, beaners who pretend to be classmen. I mean, there really is no real clan. And there really is no real Nazis running around here. That, that's what this show's about. It's pretty well telling people, don't get involved, you know, with David Duke or Trader Glenn Miller, the National Alliance. Or, I mean, there really is no, there really is no organized yeah. white nationalist or Klan activity. I mean, if you want to get in trouble. You know, that's one way to do it here. Uh, I advise people not to get in trouble, not to have anything to do with these retards. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an economic and financial collapse here. Yeah, I tell people to invest in canned food and shotgun shells and stay out of trouble. And essentially this show is about 
you know, what is going on in the bowel movement, and I'm not well liked by David Duck or Don Black or Wigglesworth Williams or that Jim Boy Lender or anybody because I urge people to stay out of trouble. Exactly. Stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, there might, you know, there might come a time to go ahead and kill niggers and Jews here, but that time is not oh. yet. You know what I mean? Not yet. You not need, yet. You, know, no. you need, you need to stay out of trouble. You need to stay out of trouble. You need to provide for your family. You know, you don't need to show your ass. I mean, uh, Yahweh knows what you really think, what you really feel, and. You know, I mean, it's been 20 years too late. You know, I mean, ever since after Waco, when I got involved in the militia movement, I mean, Zog Babylon wouldn't believe me for a minute when I told you know, if I lied and said I'm done with racism or I'm done with hatred of Jews who are the spawn of Satan. I mean, you know, that, that wouldn't even be believable. So I don't even bother here. Uh, pretend to be something or what I am here. But I, I do urge people, you know, to, you know, to, you know, really, really, I'm I'm doing, I'm doing Zog. You know, I'm, you know, I ain't really doing Zog a favor. I mean, I want Zog to have an unpleasant surprise with people who they thought were tame and who ain't. But well, that's a good thing here. Spring a big surprise on Zog here when the time comes. But you know, no, I mean, I don't advocate violence. I don't advocate. Well, I don't advocate mainly. I don't advocate getting caught. You know what I mean? If you got to do something, just do it. Don't run your mouth about it. Just do it. You know, if you have to do something, just do it. But uh, no, I don't. I don't really advocate. You know, I mean, it's sort of like Bill Stormroof. Nobody sees him coming, yeah. and he just he just gets. He, you know, I mean, he, here he is. I mean, I looked at his Facebook page when they had it up, and I'm looking at him, and he has a bunch of nigger friends. I mean, what the fuck? What happened here? Well, you know, and they, call him a lone, they call him a lone wolf. And I said, no, he ain't a lone wolf. He's a lone tard. You know, he just took it into his head and gunned down nine niggers, you know, at this, well, well this nigger church here. And you know, I'm not going to shit on him for doing that, but, you know, I mean... You know, he's totally different than this guy who's, what, 54 years old named Robert Louis Deere, who goes ahead and guns down, goes ahead and guns down a, you know, shoots four pigs and, get, you know, kills one and the abortion clip. This guy's at the other end of his life here. I don't have a bit of problem with him essentially deciding to do whatever he wanted it to do toward, you know, as long as he could hang on, you know, I mean, I've I've higher opinion of Robert Louis Deere than I do a lone tar like uh, Dylan Stormroof here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He fucked up. He fucked up his life here, and he killed. Well, I, I don't have a problem killing nine niggers, but you know, I mean, he was going to get caught. You know what I mean? He's just lucky. You know, or maybe he's unlucky or unlucky. He might have been lucky or just going ahead and get shot. You know, you know, shot dead, and that was the end of that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it probably would have worked out better for him. Well, what happens is that, you know, I would recommend don't plead guilty or go through a trial because they're, they are so intent on going ahead and making you ride the needle for run, gun down nine niggers. They're not going to let you plead guilty. You know what I mean? For exactly. a, I mean, his, his private, his public pretender said, 
Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and you know, I, I offered, you know, he offered to plead guilty here in return for a life sentence. You know, well, shit, you want a life sentence because then the feds are gonna get you. And you're gonna be spending, you're gonna be spending a miserable life in Florence, maximum security in Colorado. It's not gonna be fun. You know what I mean? And you're not really smart enough to, you know, there's some tough people here like the. You know, the first Oklahoma City, Ramsey Yusuf here, they say he's pretty tough. You know, uh, you know Dave, you're, you're not no David Lane, and you're not no Ramsey's, whatever, and you're not, you know, you know you're not an Eric Rudolph here. I mean, essentially, you know, you're going to, you know, your, your mind is going to go ahead and crack here under, you know, under essentially the, dep- you know, sensory deprivation. Your little mind's going to crack here, and, you know, maybe it's better to ride the fucking needle. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, you know, I mean, I feel sorry for that, you know, stupid whigger, you know, stupid whigger who just simply, you know, they're scared shitless because guess what? There's more than one stupid whigger running around who, who one of these days might take it into his, uh, take it into his head to go ahead and gun down some more niggers. I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of lone, I, I don't call them lone wolves. I call them lone tards. You know what I mean? <laughs> lone tards. No many lone retards. You know what I mean? Lone tards. And there's plenty of, there's plenty of, I mean, the entire Zogland from, you know, from Maine to California and from what? Washington to uh, Florida. It's filled with lone wigger tards here who, you know, there's, there's no shortage of guns in this country. I mean, oh, no. uh, let me tell you what really scared the shit out of me. Was it four or five, you know, uh, five years ago? Here's this nut here who goes ahead and guns down a federal judge and, you know, goes ahead and shoots, you know, kills about three or four other people and scrambles the brains of this Esther Kikis, uh Congress critter, uh, Gabby Giffords. You know what I mean? You know, oh, yeah. the Kikis the used to be a blonde head, a bottle blonde Kikis, but when she had her brain scrambled by a nine millimeter bullet here, well, heck, she, you know, her her little black, her little uh, black pelt here grow, and now she talks like a retard because she got her brain scrambled by a nine millimeter shell. The federal yeah. judge was, you know, gunned down too. And folks, here are all these Congress critters, and they just got to get elected, and here you are. Going out, out into the dog land, and there's all sorts of fucking nuts out there with guns. Lots of guns, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of guns here. And that's, that's, that's probably scares the fuck of these Congress critters. I mean, you know, where am I going to draw, you know, just by, you know, random chance or, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time with some fucking nuts? It's a good
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.